0: He just looks like he's having too much of a good time and it's very weird.
1: Welcome to Dice Like Ice, episode 38. I'm your host, Tony Acton, and with me, as always, the Augie Farks to my Ronnie Shields, Andrew Mitchell.
0: Both of those are ringing a bell. They're not coming to mind right now, though, what it's from.
1: Uh, the Wheeler to my Danny? Uh,
0: again. F- wait, hang on. Mm, no, just tell me.
1: <laughs> the Sean William Scott to my Paul Rudd.
0: I mean, I know those actors, yeah.
1: Role models.
0: Oh, I saw that movie once
1: oh it's so good I fucking love that movie
0: okay yeah no I saw that movie like the year after it came out and never again since so it's been oh, so what?
1: that would be 2008 is when it came out
0: just for mm, mm, so 16 some odd years yeah okay yeah that's a reason I didn't remember all that
1: <laughs> uh, you should definitely watch it again it holds up and it's beautiful
0: okay I'll have to see if it's on streaming anywhere
1: uh, I believe it is on Hulu I watched it the other day
0: Mm, okay, I st- I'm I mean, watching Boardwalk Empire and the latest True Detective right now, so that's been my my binging time.
1: Okay, well, this is this is like an hour and thirty minutes. Yeah, hour and four, hour and forty two minutes according to IMDb.
0: I got two seasons of Boardwalk left to watch. I I almost finished it during its original run, and then I left like five episodes before it was finished, and just never got back to it for some reason. So I went back and rewatched the whole series. Still holds up. Very good show.
1: Never watched. Is that the one with? Um... Steve Buscemi in
0: it. Yeah, he's the, he's the main uh, protagonist slash kind of antagonist because it's about bootleggers and he's not a good dude. Very, you know, uh, Sons of Anarchy-ish. No, more like Sopranos in terms of quality. <laughs> um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's really good. And he's a shockingly <laughs> good bad guy. Like, you wouldn't expect Steve Buscemi to be a really good villain, but he's actually very solid in that role.
1: Hmm.
0: And then it's got... um. What's his name? The guy who plays Daredevil? He's like the Irish uh, muscle that he he hires in season Matt two. Matt Damon? No, the other no, Daredevil. No, Ben Affleck. Also wrong, but the one that's in the TV show.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, fuck. What's... <laughs> also... <laughs> oh, yeah, listeners, sorry. I am getting over a cold, so I apologize for random cutouts and weird wheeze noises from me. Yeah. So... <sighs> going around.
0: The character's name is Owen Slater. I don't know. Marley Cox. Yeah, that guy. He is uh, also Daredevil. So it, 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 cause it came out in like 2010 or something, so it's like the early start for some of these younger actors. It's pretty fun. Yeah. But anyway. Hmm. You, know what, you know what bootleggers like to enjoy, Tony?
1: <laughs> I was about to say, you know it would be really great for my cough, Andrew. <laughs> yeah,
0: a little bit of the old grip
1: and rip. Ooh, crisp. That was a good one. It was. What you drinking, Andrew?
0: Mm. Today we have Dark Star Imperial Stout from Fremont Brewing out of Seattle, Washington. Oh, nice! It's a cool eight percenter and uh, very tasty.
1: Nice. How about you? What you got? Uh, I have a grapefruit white claw.
0: What are you fucking nineteen?
1: No, 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 no. no. Uh, I have the New Belgium, again, Voodoo Ranger, but this time I'm doing their Fruit Force IPA. It's a tall boy, and I didn't realize this when I bought it. It's a nine and a half percenter.
0: Oh, well, we'll it's try. It's going to go
1: great with that day quill.
0: We'll try and make this a fast episode so we're not loopy by the end of it then.
1: Oh, my God, it tastes like a screwdriver.
0: That's great. That's, that's fantastic. See, that's dangerous, but sure, that's great. Yeah, no,
1: oh. Yeah, it, it it tastes like orange juice with just a just a hint, a hint of alcohol. Oh, that's gonna be not good. Delicious beer.
0: You just have to try and Perfect. try and meter it out a little bit.
1: Yeah, we're gonna nurse that one. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Oh man. So it's been uh, it's been about three and a half, four weeks since we recorded. Uh, you know i was out of town and then when i was out of town i got sick so it kind of kicked things around a bit
0: and then we had some so, minor technical and, issues oh, and we tried to record last yeah. night so you know it's yeah. it's it's not quite enough to be the third cursed episode but it's been okay. a bunch
1: here's the thing though andrew it didn't matter if we recorded it last night or tonight it would still get edited on monday by me so nope,
0: that's you know that's fair
1: oh man so uh what you what you been working on
0: Well, we have uh, fallen to chaos yet again, and we have gone down the Hedonite hole, which uh, probably has a few meanings when it comes to Slaanesh worshippers, but we'll not dwell on that. Uh, So, the biggest one I did already, which I've been working on for well over a month straight, uh, was I finished Glutas Orskolian, the uh, mortal Hedonite's leader, and his fucking party wagon with all of his goofy leaders and the the chaos spawn carrying it, and uh, it's... It is a fantastic model. I absolutely loved painting it. Holy shit, do I never want to paint something that complicated again. There is so much going on on that miniature. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Because I didn't... Yeah. I I, I not only had to paint Glutas, I also had to paint uh, his little halfling chef that's giving him food and his bodyguard guy that is one of the... um, the Myrmadesh Painbringers, but like the best of them, apparently. Uh, I had to paint the little, uh, like, slave wrangler dude who's whipping the Chaos Spawn. I had to paint, like, a demonette lady who's holding up, like, a sacrificial heart and a plate. The two Chaos Spawn carrying the party bus, and the party bus itself, which is this giant mobile monument made out of metal and marble and has all kinds of rugs and pillows and like platters of food and a fucking hookah and wine goblets and like uh, 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 an umbrella like uh, curtain thing above him to keep him in the shade. There's just so fucking much going on with that model and I was starting to get a little crazy by the end of it. But I finally finished him. Very happy with how he turned out and I'm very glad to never have to paint him again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there is a lot going on on that model, but holy buck it is pretty
0: oh thank you it is uh it's a really cool model like it's one of those ones i'm very glad i painted it i'm very happy when it was done i was like yes i did a good job with that very happy with that paint scheme never ever ever want to put a brush to him again
1: (laughs) it looks Uh. it looks awesome
0: as always, for those of you interested, check me out on the Brush Goblin over on Instagram. I have a uh, nice coverage of him, and I put it to Biggie Smalls because it made me laugh. So that was fun.
1: Yeah. That was that was nice to click on that and it'd pop up.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, after that, I finished painting ten bliss Barb archers, which are the basic troops for the knights and uh, fuck those models. Oh my god! So they're the basic troop, which means you have to have a bunch of them. Uh, but unlike most basic troops, again so much fucking detail <laughs> good yeah. lord so it's flesh leather cloth two different types of metal hair uh fucking like the the wood of the bow like it's they're every and they don't have like static poses or anything they all look different they're not uniform in how they have their cloth and their headpieces and their chains and their bangles and stuff so, like, every model you're hunting to make sure you didn't miss, like, you know, I'm painting golds. Okay, this guy has a nipple ring. This guy has a, an anklet. This guy has two, two like, arm circlets. This guy has a thing on his hair. So, every single model you're hunting down, every single thing that's on them. And I got 20 more to go after this, and I'm going a little crazy already. So, we're going to put yeah, a few... You,
1: you might have fucked up with that.
0: Oh, it's definitely eating my vegetables before I get to the meat and pudding of my meal. Like, these guys... <laughs> These guys oh have so much going on for being a troop unit. Ugh. And I, whew, I have a few more things to do in between them. I got plenty of Hedonites on the backlog, so I'm going to do another few units before I get to another 10. And uh, w- hopefully, it's not the model that breaks me. I don't want to be that guy who has a fully painted Hedonite army, and then 10 of them are just primed white because I couldn't be bothered anymore. We'll see what happens. <laughs> After them, I uh, did another troop unit, but this one's not nearly as heinous because it is the old uh, Demonettes kit. I painted 10 of them because uh, I can use my depravity points to summon in a squad of them just to hold the back line or throw them in to mulch something uh, or be a speed bump for something big and fun. Uh, just a good unit all around to have, even if you're running mostly mortals for the knights. Uh, also on that train, I painted up the metal model of the mask of Slanesh that I got from uh, 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 Nova this year Um, really fun very cool model Um, I'd say it's on par with how cool the new one is not quite as dynamic it's not doing like a pirouette or anything but it just looks very solid for being one of these cooler old sculpts I think it's a Juan Diaz but I'm not 100% sure Uh, it doesn't have its titties out so that might be an indicator if it's a Juan Diaz or not but I'll have to research that but uh, either way, very close to done with that model. Just got to do the basing. Um, and then, last but not least, I am almost finished with the contorted epitome, which is the big uh, spooky mirror that's on like weird tentacle limbs that it rides along on and has two like herald demonettes hanging off of it, being like, hey, look at our mirror doing these fun poses. Um, that I had a lot of fun painting that, but. Uh, those little, those little tentacles are a bitch and a half to paint, too, because it's all like spiraled around rocks and stuff, so you have to get in between them to get the rocks and make sure you hit every coil on the inside and the outside. And These heat night models are really, really, really detailed, <laughs> and I love them when they're done, but man, some of them are a pain when you're doing them. Uh, almost done with them, so I just got kind of to like dry brush the basing on them, and that's pretty much it. So uh, I, I finally put a few models between... The bliss barbs that I last worked on, and the bliss barbs I will soon be working on. But I got—I'm probably going to do at least one unit of the uh, slick blade seekers before then. So we will—we will see. But uh, that's been my hobby progress. Just didn't get any purchases or anything. Just been uh, doing a shitload of Hedonites. So how—how how about you? What have you been working on? I—I I heard you started on a big project today. <laughs>
1: I did. I did start on a big project today, but I'll get to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, First up, you know, I got all that Shatterpoint stuff. So I got a second core set of the Shatterpoint terrain, got all of that built, which brings me to a total of two full start sets of Shatterpoint terrain, which is enough to do a really, really like condensed, well, not condensed. What's what I'm looking for? A really like a table of terrain where you're not just shooting across the board. It's played on a 3x3. Dense. There we go. You were close. Condensed. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Cold medicine in 9.5. It's already going downhill. We're like four minutes in. Oh, boy. (sighs) Buckle up, Buttercups. Um, But yeah, so I got all that built and I painted all of it. Uh, I broke out the airbrush and played around with that and painted all of my Shatterpoint terrain. So now we play Shatterpoint. We've got a mat and a fully painted table to play it on. Then I got some of my just basic stuff done for Shatterpoint. Uh, I painted up two of my ARF Troopers, which are the uh, Advanced Reconnaissance Force guys that come with Windu. Um, Commander Pons that comes with them, he's done. And then I got two of the 501st Legion guys painted up and ready to roll. Uh, then I went through and I organized all of my Bretonians to see just how stupid many of them I had. Uh, it's a it's fuckload. So, on top of that, I bought the Bretonian starter box.
0: So, uh, <laughs> I got uh a... how many Bretonians do you have, points-wise, do you think?
1: Well, let's see. The start box comes with 1,250 points. I've probably got, I 5,000.
0: Fucking hell. You were sitting on a but goddamn... I can't gold mine before they... I can't use a
1: lot of it because it's a bunch of rare and special it's like, I've got a bunch of Grail Knights, I've got a bunch of Pegasus Knights, I've got like four fucking trebuchets, a bunch of like mounted yeomen, things that I can only use one or two of in an army.
0: Yeah, if you you didn't love those models so much, you were sitting on a verifiable gold mine before they did the re-release.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I love those models though. But the box had, like I've got I have so many archers. I've got I think 120 archers. Um, But I needed a couple more Knights of the Realm. I wanted a new hero on Pegasus, and I needed minute arms. And that start box comes with, uh, what is it, 36 minute arms? Christ. The guy on the Pegasus, and two more squads of knights, which I can turn into Knights Errants, which I don't have many of. Uh, More fucking bowmen, which I'll just probably give to Ben. And then three more Pegasus knights.
0: Yeah, because he had... You, Ben, and Trey, who Neither. all went Bretonians, so yeah, that's uh, going to be a lot of nights on the board when people feel like doing I'm the. I'm okay
1: world. with it. Yeah, I've uh, so we did our Groundhog Day trip at the cabin. I carried a big ass box of colored pencils and a couple of like color plate templates. And in my free time, I was just picking out color schemes and heraldry. Uh, Joseph's supposed to send me a couple of sheets because we watched the um, 24-hour Daytona race, which was great. Uh, and we were talking about doing old-school racing team color breaks on them. So he's supposed to be making me some of those. So I'll have a a squad of knights that all of their color schemes are based off of, like, the old Ford GT heraldry or things like that on each one of them. So that'll be kind of neat.
0: That'll be fun.
1: Yeah, so you know it'll be interesting, if nothing else. Uh, Then, the only other real hobby progress I got was I spent a little over an hour today giving my big resin baby a bath. We have officially started the Warhound Titan.
0: My God, it's a red-letter day. Mark it on your calendars.
1: Because in three weeks there's an RT and I kind of want to run it in it.
0: God, that'd be so fucking funny.
1: Uh, He won't be painted. If I run him that, he won't be painted.
0: You could airbrush a base coat on him, probably.
1: I could probably get his base coats. I'm probably going to do Legio Solaria on it. Because I already know that paint scheme. I'm just upsizing it. Yeah. But there's a bunch of, like, interior detail and the magnetizing I want to do to it. So we'll see. Um, I've got to—the only other thing I have to do is build a Thunderbolt, and I'll have everything in that list. Build and paint a Thunderbolt. No problem. Very easy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've built a Thunderbolt before. They're they're not bad. And I just airbrush them. Um, So, you know, there's that at least. I mean, so, Patreon it's finally man. happened. Yeah, it's finally
0: <laughs> happened. It's only taken a year and a half, I think. A year and a half. A year and a half, so not too bad.
1: I did say at the beginning of the year that it was going to be my big one. So
0: You you said that the previous year, though. So <laughs> I
1: did, I did, but that was old me. We don't like that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, 2023 guy was Tony. Shit. Who likes that Yeah, 2023 guy. Tony was an
0: ass. Twenty twenty-four
1: Tony's just a dick.
0: I'd say this year's the year twenty twenty-four Tony, the guy who's sick as fuck, but also still made a Warhound Titan. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, seriously. Uh so it's official. We have recorded something for Patreon. I recorded the video of me working on the Titan, and every time I work on it, I'm gonna record it.
0: And it is uh, literally
1: just a stream of consciousness of me talking about the Titan and its parts as I'm fucking scrubbing mold release off of it.
0: And by the time this episode be uploaded to our Patreon, let's say by the time this episode comes out, I'll probably put it up. I might I might just it up a little bit. I might put some chill hop music on it or something. We'll see. Do it. Do it to it. What's I just that? sent
1: you just the raw WMV file.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm it's not. an
1: MP4. I don't know
0: i'm not editing shit i might just add in a backing track so yeah you might you you might
1: you need to make us a cool cool make our logo spin at the first like intro of it
0: uh a cool chill hop vibes warhound to to study and
1: relax to yeah low lo-fi warhound lo-fi warhound there you go i have actually you just need a remix (laughs) of the fucking toothbrush on resin
0: in that vein, I've actually found, unrelated, but uh, there was someone who <laughs> made a 10 hour long loop of Battlefield 1 sound effects, like you're in the trenches, but it's far off
1: to fall asleep to. I'm thinking oh, you could do something
0: similar with 40k. <laughs> uh,
1: one of my favorite ones that I have found is, it's like crashed Russian cosmonaut on ice planet lo-fi. It's like 6 hours and it's very nice.
0: It's just wind and a guy crunching through the snow?
1: <laughs> no, but it's it's like it's odd Russian music hauntingly in a distance with wind. It's it's hard to explain. It's very good.
0: Interesting. I'll have to look into it. Anyway, uh, we have Patreon content. It's finally happened. Mark we it on do. your calendars. February 10th is the day that we did it.
1: To 2024, we finally had Patreon content. we
0: only had a so, podcast going for three years, but we finally yeah. did it.
1: But, you know, the, for real, the Patreon, it's a good way to help support us. Uh, it will help me buy a new microphone. Uh, It's, you know, if you like listening to the show, we're going to be adding stuff more regularly to the Patreon. If you want to listen and watch me lose my mind making a Titan, uh, see me, you know, question mortality as I work on it. it's, It's good times
0: and one day I do eventually plan on getting an actual good like camera setup so I can record stuff so maybe I could start either doing painting or building tutorials or something or also just record myself going insane painting large models so yeah that's uh, yeah,
1: but my, my camera setup goals. is not great I, I have not dialed it in all the way but it is perfectly adequate for washing a Titan for
0: bathing a Titan
1: Yeah. so yeah. hey Patreon members uh, if you want a bottle of Titan bath water I have not cleaned it out yet
0: Oh mean when when you build them, you can give Titan feet picks. <laughs>
1: oh hell yeah!
0: <laughs> oh man, we're taking a, a hard turn on Dice Like Ice twenty twenty
1: four. Right. Got feet pics and bathwater. <laughs> oh man, speaking of feet picks, Andrew, what uh, what kind of games you got in?
0: That is such a horrible transition that I was not expecting it, it is. let me. Let me get It is not
1: the worst segue I have made on this show. I mean, almost, on this episode, yes.
0: On this episode, yes, almost certainly not for the whole show. But anyway, yeah. transitioning into games played. So, um, first up uh, was an Age of Sigmar game versus our boy Ben. Uh, this is the first time he's played Sigmar since we went to New Orleans, I believe. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I, uh, we what, played him, and I played one game the week we got back. And I think that was the last time. That was in 2021?
0: Yeah, because when he opened up his, his bag that he keeps all of his Sigmar Gubbins in, his badge for New Orleans was inside of it. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, it's oh, it's been a bit. He 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 burned himself out on it pretty hard after that, and then transitioned into 40k and did a bunch of Dark Angel stuff. But uh, we brought him back. So uh, versus Ben, I did my Trog herd versus his Stormcast. Uh, did Trog's Trog herd because I just like that model a lot and want more reasons to put him on the board. Uh, ben took Ionis Cryptborn, which is the uh, awesome um, Chaplain on Dragon guy. He also took the two basic Stormcast on Dragons that came with that kit. Two seconds. <coughs> Got the burp. Uh, he also it was took... was um, one. Yeah, it was a weird one. Uh, he also took Carthalos, which is the big uh, Samuel L. Jackson-looking motherfucker. His, his hammer's the one that says bad motherfucker on it. Um, and then just a bunch of basic Stormcast stuff, the uh, Terminator guys that come down on a lightning bolt, and uh, a bunch of the basic uh, spear guys that came with um, the Dominion box, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, so I uh, proceeded to pretty quickly mangle him, unfortunately. It was, uh, it, was, it was a learning game for him. He didn't know his rules super well. He didn't and really know how to position his new guys. Um, Ionis, he got into combat very quickly, which uh, I think could have been really good against a different army, but I think realistically he's probably a model that's more meant to keep back and shoot his uh, lightning breath and all that stuff at people with. Because he has a really mean ability where... um, whenever you get struck by his, it's like soul fire breath or something from his dragon, whenever that happens, uh, you can't use an ability or like spell to heal a model or a unit. So um, that was completely negating. I I think uh, when that happened, it also caused mortal wounds or something, unless you healed. But what was happening was it negated my Trog's ability to heal like they would, but because they healed, they got rid of it. So like they were just kind of stuck in a stalemate of not being able to regenerate, but not taking damage from the breath like normal units would. So he actually was not good at all against my rock gut drugs. And then the five aboard save was just coming into effect super strong against him. Um, so they ended up charging into uh, into him, throwing rocks at him, hitting him with mortal wounds because they do that, and then just crunching him to death. He has 14 wounds, I believe, maybe 16. It's a bunch. Wow, tough. And he's got a really high save. It's like a three up, and I'm pretty sure he has like a five up horde save too, but it was just... Rock guts are just mean when they hit. They do a flat three damage. They get two attacks each. I had a... Um, Trog boss following them along, and whenever he gives them the all-out attack order, it gives them an additional attack, which is amazing for rock gut trogs. So I was just just crumping through them, um, and then he was able to side charge those rock guts with uh, one of the units of. Um the big two-handed hammer guys uh not the ones that come down in the annihilators? light annihilators no it was the other ones it's like the basic stormcast but with two-handed hammers i don't i don't know the names of stormcast no man ben's the only guy i know that plays stormcast so yeah i don't i haven't played enough against them to know any of the unit names mm-hmm. Uh, other side of the board, I had Trug, a Dankhold Trog, uh, another unit of Rock Guts, uh, charging into the tr- uh, basic Dragon Riders, Carthalos, and then a basic unit of the uh, spear guys from the Dominion Box. And uh, I had, uh, my Dankhold Trog, refused to die <laughs> he he charged into the dragons and i was like all right he does pretty decent damage i might kill one before he gets killed um didn't manage to kill them very well but he managed to tank so much damage so what consistently happened was uh truck Kept bonking his laystone and giving all the trolls on the battlefield the bonus ability. I got lucky and kept rolling the one where everybody's got a five up board save, which is redundant on the rock this guts, bastard. but amazing on everyone else because it does it to Trug, it did it to the Dankhold, it does it to the Fellwater trolls. It's awesome. I love that ability. And so what happened was, consistently for multiple rounds in a row, he would do a shitload of damage, but with all the wards and stuff, he would do six damage. And then dankhold trogs regenerate D six wounds every turn. And I would consistently <laughs> roll a 6 for it so he would just heal right back up, do another 2 or 3 damage to them, take 6 damage the next turn, heal right back up, do the same thing again, rinse and repeat. Uh, it, he just had those dragons on lockdown for the entire game. It was fucking hilarious. Uh, the Rock Guts were able to take out most of those Spear guys I was talking about. Uh, they had Carthlos in the back who was backing them up. He does his once per game ability to bring back a bunch of the Spear guys who then proceeded to get immediately eaten again by Trug and 6 Rock Guts. Uh, and then I got the battle tactic where Trug had to kill a hero that turn, uh, which has my favorite name, which is don't like that one. So you just pointed a hero and Trug has to kill it. That's the battle tactic. And I did that with Carthlos, and I got super lucky and just completely turned him into paste because if you don't turn him into paste, he will regenerate all of his wounds and then turn you into paste. So that worked out for Trug. Uh, and then at that point, after I killed Iona Scriptborn and Carthlos, he conceded because it was just one of those games. Um, so it you know, got to like end of round three and uh, tro- trolls were doing very well. I think at that point he had managed to kill four rock gut trolls. And that was kind of it. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was one of those games, but again, First time Ben had played in like two years. Didn't know his tactics super well with those cool new models. Uh, didn't know to keep Iona's scriptborn back. So, you know, it's just totally learning game. So, you know, no, no shade or anything at him because it's uh, hard to get back into a game system again after a long time. But it was super fun to play against him again. He's a very good opponent. And I uh, look forward to seeing him in the Age of Sigmar scene some more. <clears throat> after that very diverse play games played this time Uh, after that we did 40k against Tau Tim so this had actually been the first time ever that I have played against Tau just for some reason I've never played against Tim before and Prior to him, i just never known anybody who had Tau that I played against, so I just never really had a that's chance to. That's
1: wild to me. Yeah, just You've sort of never. never played against Tau.
0: It's just sort of never come up. Like, I've played against Necrons, 500 different flavors of Space Marines, Chaos Marines, just I've, I've done oh. a bunch of 40k, just never done Tau. But anyway, I finally did. Uh, he has his very fun, very, like, neon painted Tau. They're very cool army. He does a lot of really cool conversions with them. He has one that's like... One of the, uh, his battle suits where he's got a guy like hopping out of it with a pistol, very like Titanfall 2. So it's it's always fun to see cool conversions like that. But uh, I took my Tyranids against him, my army that I still barely know how to play. Um, and we actually held out surprisingly well for as long as we did. Uh, we only got three rounds in. Uh, we called it a tie, but I felt like he was starting to gain momentum at the end there because the, I don't know what his... Uh, the way he builds his army is, but apparently their shooting gets better after round three. So that was probably the death knell for my Tyranids, but I had, so that's, um,
1: uh, that's just the towel thing.
0: Oh, just in general. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that was a uh, almost certainly going to be me losing then. Cause he knew his army way better than me. And if they were going to get even better at that point, not much I could do. But anyway, uh, I took two Norn emissaries who were definitely the MVPs of the game as well. They should be, um, just stomping shit left, right, and center, uh, had a, a unit of gene stealers that was charging forward. I don't know the names of any of his stuff. So, I, you know, I'm being really vague on this one because it's all fish related names and stuff or X battle suit. So. Do
1: your best. I generally know what some of them are called.
0: Cool. Uh, in the center, we had uh, Norn Emissary fighting against a big tank. Um, that was a devil fish with Pathfinders. Sure. Yeah, uh, killed the hell out of the tank. Uh, my gene stealers killed the hell out of the Pathfinders. They're the shotgun guys, right?
1: Oh, breachers. It was a uh, devil fish with breachers. Apologies breachers. to him.
0: Um, Gene Steelers were able. Oh, no, it wasn't the Gene Steelers. It was also the Emissary that killed them, if I remember correctly, because the Gene Steelers, he wanted to try and bait them into them because he could overwatch and then kill them with the shotguns. Uh, but I was able to get enough of a charge to zoom around them and get some big battle suits in the back. It was a uh... fuck, I don't know, like a medium sized battle suit, not his yumbo sized one. I don't I don't know. Was
1: it a single battle suit? No, it was a unit of two, I think. Do they have big guns? It's Tau, Tony, yes. <laughs> okay, did they have gun? Were they carrying rifles or pistols?
0: It looked like a fucking Gundam with a big gun, Tony. I don't know what to tell you. It's Tau. <laughs>
1: It sounds like broadsides. Sure, we'll go with that.
0: Gene Sealer's charged into them, killed the fuck out of one of them, came very close to killing another one. Uh, other side of the board, I have my, my winged Hive Tyrant, who came really close to uh, charging into his big unit of other Gundams, but they were small. They were like crisis suits or something. Um, he kept whiffing very short charges and got shot to shit because of that. Although he lasted like two rounds longer than he should have because I had the, uh, adaptive trade or whatever on him where he starts off with a five up ward save. And then when he gets hurt, it becomes a four up ward save. So he stayed in the game so much longer than he should have. Um, Carnifex, oh, this was a really good game too. Where so I had my Screamer Killer who uh, got the hell shot out of him. He exploded, did six, or did damage to everybody around him. This was a game where if something exploded and does damage to people, it did it. So we kept rolling sixes back to back on everything. So he had multiple tanks explode, and kill people. I had multiple large models explode and kill people. It was a fucking like cinematic, hilarious game uh again i'm being very vague because i don't know the names of anything for tau uh but it was mostly me just rolling dice and being an idiot because i still don't know how to play tyranids so uh yeah it was it was just being goofy um tau or tau tim also specifically took a not particularly meta list because he knows i'm not uber competitive although according to him apparently with the new faq stuff that came out uh they are now a meta list so i guess i got lucky by like a week so that was pretty funny Um, But yeah, it was a good time. It was just one of those games where we were just shooting the shit and laughing the whole time. There's a lot of uh, charges that shouldn't have happened. Shots that went off that probably should have killed a guy who didn't. It was just one of those funny games We didn't take it terribly seriously. We we had neither beer nor pretzels, but it was in spirit a beer and pretzels game. So that's uh, how I like to play 40k. So that worked out pretty well. Um, After that... Continuing the diverse gaming we had, Uh, our boy Trent is getting married soon, so uh, we had a bachelor party for him. And because we are fucking nerds, uh, our bachelor (laughs) party consisted of us painting models, building models, hanging out, drinking beer, and playing Terraforming Mars for like five hours. So we played terraforming mars which is uh, uh also one of tony's games played so we can just kind of go back and forth on that one um so this was the first time i had played it was it the first time you'd played terraforming
1: tony i have played a learning game of it once like three or four years ago at the cabin when none of us knew how to play
0: okay good well thankfully trent has played so much that he's just a fucking savant at this point like seriously if, if we you would could s-
1: ask him a random question and he would know what hard you were asking him about it was wild. yeah no
0: like his eyes were rolling in the back of his head and he'd be like oh that's definitely kale farm definitely kale farm like he was just that kind of kind of thing going on so uh it was hilarious but um yeah so that was a really fun game and i ended up coming in <laughs> second which was very unexpected again, given that it was my first game, um, we called me the Kale King of Mars because I just went full Druid. I had, like, no space anything. I, I barely had control of any industry But I had so much in the way of farming and plant growing. (laughs) And so I ended up cornering the market on like food on Mars. And that actually ended up going really well there at the very, very end. Because if you have all of the animals, there's nobody who can steal animals from you. And there was only one other animal out on the board. It was uh, Matt was growing fish on his his corporations property. No, no, he
1: had the uh, the the fucking uh, dog park.
0: No, he had, well, he had the dog bark, which I couldn't do anything about, but he also had fish, um, because I had the predator's card, which meant that, uh, I could tap that and steal somebody else's animal points, and so I kept every turn stealing one point from him worth of animals, on top of me having other herbivores, other fish, other, other fucking birds and stuff, so I was just slowly accumulating, like, half a dozen points every round just from animals, on top of all the shit from my fucking kale farms, but, uh, Uh, Tony, do you want to tell them who ended up winning that game?
1: Uh, Yeah, Uh, I ended up winning that one because holy fuck, cash is king I was filthy fucking rich in that game
0: where on the uh, other side I started off with my fucking pot farm on Mars <laughs> I had no money until like the last two rounds of the game and then I pulled a couple of cards where it's like for every plant and every animal you have get 20 fucking monies I'm like cool where was this earlier <laughs> yeah Tony yeah, was fucking and
1: Andrew's over there trading He's like oh I can use all these plants to build force. I'm like I'd really like a forest in my name. I'm just going to buy it with cash. And yes. A stupid amount
0: Toady, of cash. Toady was swimming in his fucking Scrooge McDuck goddamn vault the entire time.
1: And then bamboozled everybody because I had knocked a City in my hand since the opening and waited until it was developed all around it. It was like, boop, dibs. I
0: mean, nothing I could have done about it, and I had to get as many points nothing, as I could anyone from fairy could have done about
1: it. It was I, great.
0: I had to get as many forests as possible, so I just had to, had to do what I could, but yeah. Uh, so, you know, Dice Like ice, ice Boys claiming victory over Mars. Right. So, uh, you know, happy, game, though. happy upcoming nuptials, Trent, glad we were able to beat you <laughs> at Terraforming Mars. Oh.
1: shit, I have other hobby progress. Hmm. Do tell. Uh, well, while we were at the Bachelor Party thing, I built all of the miniatures for, um, another, the Aliens, another glorious day in the core game, and it's Ultimate Badasses expansion. Very nice which is a shitload of minis. Plus, I also, the made-to-order bretonians went up, and I got the the one Duke model with the axe that I've never been able to get before, the banner bearer, and then I went ahead and got the new resin banner bearer, the, the forge roll when they released.
0: Yeah, I had some really cool ones up for pre-order or maybe yeah, there we go
1: there's those made or yeah well,
0: there you go so yeah terraforming mars and then uh last but certainly not least we finally got to play some a song of ice and fire miniatures game by cool minis or not against my boy tony uh took my free folk you took your um not baratheon Lannister. you,
1: did, you didn't <laughs> fucking take free folk andrew
0: i did it was the free folk army. no
1: no there were no folk in that army
0: uh my ncus
1: <laughs> shit
0: yeah, so I took I took a giant list and it was really funny because Tony also took kind of a dumb list because he went uh, heavy into uh, The Mountain That Rides. Yeah,
1: with a fucking squad of um, uh, just the Lannister Knights. What, I, think, I think you're just called Lannister Knights.
0: That wouldn't shock me. There's some shockingly basic medieval units in this mm-hmm. game, but uh, I did not have shockingly basic medieval units. I had two savage I giants, one one <laughs> and Mag the Mighty, so that was pretty fun. <laughs>
1: Knights of Casterly Rock.
0: Oh, okay. That that sounds a little more Game of Thronesy. But yeah, uh, that was a a very interesting game because the problem with giants is it's really hard to keep their sides covered because you don't have any like chaff units to guard them. So uh, anytime Tony was able to attack, he was pretty much getting into my side or my rear and doing bonuses. But giants are giants. And if you have Mag the Mighty, they get all kinds of bonus abilities to heal and uh, fight on death and stuff like that just to make them actually useful. So uh, it was... Very uh unstoppable force meets a movable object there for a bit, cause fucking Clagane was doing some goddamn work. He
1: killed what three of your he four giants?
0: Three of my four giants, both Savage Giants and Mag the Mighty. <laughs>
1: but Clegane didn't give a <laughs> but
0: Mag the Mighty was able to wipe Bariston Selmy and the boys, which is something I've never done before.
1: Yeah, Barristan and the boys really are not good when you just ignore my armor.
0: Yes, that is monstrous. Because there were like a 3-up armor save? Literally. 2-up two, two
1: armor save? 3-up. Yeah. There's 3-up hu- armor save, and I can spend a faith point to block a hit for every rank I'm missing.
0: Which is huge in this game, because I don't think it's there's pretty anything... big. I don't think there's anything in the game with a 2-up armor save. That would be insane.
1: Uh, I think there's a couple of Baratheon units with it. Hmm.
0: But yeah, so uh, just the fact that I was able to kill... Barristan and the boys was probably what swung that game because uh, I had a- abilities where it's like oh you can charge 10 inches and if you hit something it does an additional D3 wounds and then you get to attack normally so that that helped a lot with uh, slow giant movement and being able to run across the board quickly and then 1-1 just didn't give a fuck he was just running around punching the hell out of stuff regenerating wounds left right and center um, your crossbowmen kept whiffing their attacks every time they went to try and kill him so uh, it was actually really close. It ended up being 10 to 8 my win. And uh, it was just fun. That's a, that's a really good game. <laughs> i am very, good, very excited to get back into painting them at some point because i still have like an entire free folk army that's painted gray or, or based gray right now but uh i need to actually put some more paint on them too bad i got a shitload of heat nights to paint first so we'll uh we'll get some of those done before i get back to it but yeah, yeah definitely excited for more a soyaf a song of ice and Fire miniatures game by cool minis or not in the near future uh and that is all mm-hmm. my games played how about you tony
1: uh, so I also bounced around between systems on my games played
0: yeah because you you had the cabin so, week which uh, gave you a shitload of extra games huh
1: well oddly enough uh we just we played a bunch of board games like a bunch of board games we did a couple of rounds of zombie side we did a couple of rounds of terraforming Mars we did um a couple of the Cthulhu games that I can't fucking remember the name of. It's the card version of it. It's very good. Elder, Elder for, Sign, maybe? Or Elder Sign. Yeah. No, I, th- I think it's Elder Sign. Um, they played a bunch of Magic, which I didn't care about. Joseph and I played a lot of Cursed Halo, which is absolutely fantastic if you've never played it.
0: I haven't, but I've seen um, videos.
1: Oh, my God. I'll, I'll stream it one day this week and let you check it out. It's, it's fucking great. I don't know. Then um, we also played Bang, which is so much fun. It's it's Secret Hitler meets the Wild West. We played a lot of Secret Hitler as well. But uh, basically, you have the sheriff, two deputies, uh, one renegade, and everybody else is outlaws. And the only person who knows who anyone is is everyone knows who the sheriff is. And then you all know your own role. The outlaws win if the sheriff is killed the sheriff and the deputies win if all of the outlaws are killed. The renegade wins if they're the last person alive. So it's a lot of, like, standoffishness as you're drawing, because you're drawing cards and doing things uh, Like, shooting each other, you have ranges on your weapons, depending on how far you are sitting from somebody. It's a load of fun. It's hilarious. Um, and then, yeah, just a, a bunch of secret Hitler. But I only actually played one miniatures game at the Cabin, if you don't count Zombicide.
0: Not really. It's it's kind of board game-esque.
1: Yeah, it's very board game-esque. It's very hard. We lost both times we played. Uh, I carried my Shatterpoint stuff, and I ran uh, our buddies Benson and Nate through a game of Shatterpoint. So they ran, um, I think Benson was Darth Maul and the Mandalorians. And Nate was Windu and the ARF Troopers. I've never seen somebody roll so well in a game as Nate did. It was fucking wild. Like, Benson would be like, oh, I got, you know, four blocks on my six dice. And Nate would be like, I got six crits on my seven dice. And Jeez. just fucking explode things. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, they, they were D8s, and one side of it is a crit. And he just he kept rolling crits. It was crazy. Then poor Benson would roll up and roll, like, misses and Expertise. Uh, On so dice-like ice, remember? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nate won that one pretty handedly. We played the Sawyer F game. We, sorry, <clears throat> the A Song of Ice and Fire miniatures game by Cool Minis or Not. Can't
0: forget our own Game bit. that we
1: talked about earlier. I know, right? Uh, then I played against Trent in a game of Shatterpoint at uh, Big City one night. I ran Maul and the Mandalorians, and he ran Kenobi and uh, whatever Kenobi's Legion is, and I can't remember their name, it was a really, really close game. Uh, I won the first struggle, so Maul was just just whipping ass and taking names until, you know, Kenobi helloed there and just kicked the shit out of Maul. Maul killed, like, both of his clone troopers, and just, like, we were doing damage, uh, but Kenobi just, Kenobi's just so good. He ended up um, losing that one, on the very last turn of the game, uh, I was able to draw exactly what I needed to get one of my guys across the board and take a point from I think I beat him by one. Uh, It's a really cool scoring system. Instead of it being like, oh, you're scoring this many points, you beat me by this many points, it's a tug-of-war style momentum track. I'll get into it a lot more later. But it's a really cool way to score. It keeps the game close. It's hard to run away with.
0: You have no idea how hard it was for me not to say Kenobi Halobied there. Ooh. That's just good. it was you just a, said it. it just popped into my head it. and I was like, I'll let him finish the story first. I don't want to interrupt. No,
1: no, you should have just dropped it.
0: And it's his his legion is the, the Kenobi teenies.
1: Uh Plo Koon's Legion on the side of their um lat gunships has a picture of Plo Koon and I shit you not says Plows bros.
0: Good. I was hoping it was a pin-up of Plo because that would be so no, fucking No, it's, it's, his,
1: it's his face, and it just says Plo's Bros. Close Bros. Uh, yeah, it's wild. Uh, and then I did another teaching game of Shatterpoint to our buddy David. He played uh, Windu and the Arf Troopers, and I played Maul. Um, I ended up winning that one as well, but it was it was another one of those really close games. Every game of this has been close. Except for the Nate and Benson one, because when you only roll successes and the only person, other person only rolls fails, it's uh, it's impossible to win. I
0: believe we describe that as one-sided.
1: Yes, that's a very good description of it. Uh, that's all the games, that's all the games I've got played, though. Unfortunately, uh, not as many as I would have liked to.
0: But it sounds like they were all quality games, at the very least.
1: They were all quality games. Yeah, it was uh, three games of Shatterpoint and a game of Soyaf. So that's all the games I've got played. Nice. So uh, we got there's some new stuff coming out um, in a couple of different game systems we're interested in.
0: Yep, yeah, got. So I've got like 20 tabs open because uh, LVO happened, so there were there were some announcements.
1: Yeah, so let's uh, let's kind of just bounce through those real quick. Alrighty. Mostly because I don't know how long I'll be able to talk without going into a coughing fit. Fair
0: enough. Well, I'll start while you have a moment to rest your voice. So. Speaking of Tau, at LVO, they unveiled new Cruit models, finally, which uh, I feel like we're going to see an upsurge in Cruit specific Tau armies, which is probably the only way I would really go with Tau, because they look pretty cool. Um, really solid models. Like them overall. Very, uh, They did a really good job with doing kind of the, like weird scrap gun aesthetic that they do, but not scrap in the way that orcs do. It just looks kinda of like rugged and durable, not like high tech by any means. Uh really like that all of the olive.
1: fruit aesthetic has always been fantastic. Yeah. Primitive. It's it's very primitive not scrap.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but but because it's, you know, 40K, you know that they're like plasma guns or something. Like, they're, it's not like they have actual, just basic ass rifles. Um, and then, you know, maintaining the crude aesthetic of having a fucking hook or bayonet on everything they own, which is really fun. Um, and they also did the, uh, the crew talks. Those also got eight a, a updates. We got, uh, really really cool looking crew talks models those are really solid I like those a lot Uh, I could see these also for different game systems being converted into like wacky shit for Necromunda I think that would make a really good base for like if you wanted to have like an ash waste nomads different thing for them to ride other than just bugs so you know converters out there here's some ideas for you Um,
1: yeah well that's that's why I painted up the crew kill team that I got like I did It's because i wanted to run them as Ashways nomads and necromunda yeah Uh, boy these guys would be awesome as the riders only thing that bugs me
0: uh about these (laughs) models but um uh it feels like they should be wearing like loincloths or vests or some kind of armor or something like not that i give a shit that they're nude or anything it just really kind of feels like they i don't know that they should have a little bit more going on than just like the shoulder pads that most of them have
1: yeah, I get what you're saying. So a lot of them have a weird vest or bandolier.
0: Yeah, but it's just kind of like, I don't know, it, it feels like they should have more either like tactical webbing for ammo or knives or something, or like just a basic loincloth. Since they're going for kind of like that primitive look, like you said earlier, it, it, a loincloth really would feel appropriate just for the vibe. Not that they need it, because, you know, it's not like they're, you know, hanging dong or anything, but... Uh, that's I,
1: I like that they're more turtle and less bird.
0: Yeah, I, I was getting some Ninja Turtle vibes from kind of that, like, chest armor thing they have going mm-hmm. on with their, their basic scales that they have.
1: Well, also, their their faces are really, like, turtle-like instead of, like, bird beak.
0: Yeah, definitely more, yeah, terrapin, beaky kind of thing going on. Not the brewery, terrapin just means turtle.
1: Yes, I'm aware of <laughs> it.
0: Okay, good, just make <laughs> it joke. that big of an alcoholic. Um... They also showed off a new, couple of new leader models, which are more what I was thinking of, where they have uh, armor and, like, pants and, like, tactical webbing and stuff like that, which both look really solid. Um, one with kind of, like, a, a leaning forward pose with multiple melee weapons, another one holding up, like, uh, a staff and has, like, a grappling hook with a big fucking sword on the end of it. Or, uh, fucking, model, or a fucking bow and a chakram, you know? like <laughs> Let's go into space warfare with my fucking boomerang knife. Why not? <laughs> But very fun, very cool models. Uh, they also—I'll just roll into them too. They also showed off new Hound models too. These were not revealed at LVO, but they were revealed very shortly after. Um, you, you know, it looks like crewhounds. They're—they're the old models, but not stupid looking. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. So, how about you? What—what—what uh, what, what came came to your interest, Tony?
1: Well, I'll stick on the uh, the crew train. Oh. We got the Warhammer event exclusive miniatures announced, Ooh. and one of them is a crude Carnivore.
0: And the other one uh, that people actually want. <laughs> that will go with crude. Yeah.
1: He's, uh, he's jumping, holding his rifle in the air like he's about to just really fucking ruin someone's day. It's a super dynamic model and, and I this really one like that.
0: would be very cool if it wasn't for the fact that the other one is a fucking, like, Dark Souls Crow Knight for the Age of Sigmar, Dude. Cities of Sigmar range. Like, holy shit, this motherfucker is Dark this Souls guy. up and down
1: this guy's cool I will get two of these
0: please do one and send them. one of them to me
1: <laughs> no fuck you you can go to your own You get it at Nova
0: you know that's fair I'll get it at Nova that <laughs> yeah this one's awesome I want this just for D&D
1: it's it's so good yeah i want one for my cities and one just to convert to something because
0: he he's he's, he has a crow on a tree right beside him he has mm -hmm. armor that looks like a crow he has a crow helmet with the beak he has feathers coming off of his pauldrons and his belt he has a bill hook that is also a crow beak like these guys just leaning into his aesthetic so fucking hard
1: okay but that that tracks though because the other two champion models for cities of sigmar one of them is in lion garb, and the other is in, like, fucking maritime garb with, like, fish iconography, and his helmet's a big fish, and he's carrying a trident.
0: Hmm. What's the next dumb? So, like, dumb...
1: they lean into that. What's the next dumb animal? Champions.
0: What are we gonna get after Crow Guy?
1: Ooh.
0: Alpaca Man?
1: Uh, no, it's gotta be something even dumber than that. Hmm. But the thing is, they've all been cool. All three of them have been cool. Aesthetics. Chinchilla
0: Knight coming
1: at ya. <laughs> groundhog
0: <laughs> don't drive angry yeah right now nah, these are awesome i i want that cronite yeah, it's, so much oh,
1: it's so good crew looks so good but he's just good.
0: vastly overshadowed by cronite mm-hmm. does he have a name or are they just what do they call him he's the steel rook
1: yeah the steel rook the Which alternative arch knight for the free guild command corps
0: even fucking cooler
1: and can we talk about just the nice subtle purple undertones on that armor
0: I would love to. I can't see purple.
1: Oh well, for people with normal eyes, there's a beautiful <laughs> purple undertone on the arm.
0: Uh, it looks nice to my busted eyes, so we'll give it that.
1: There you go. That yeah. real nice brownish undertone.
0: No, that's not how purple works to my dumb eyes.
1: Well, what color is purple to your dumb eyes? It's just
0: kind of bluey. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the Australian dog. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. Okay. All right. What's uh, what's your next one?
0: Uh, let's see. From LVO previews, something you would like a lot, I think. Uh, they showed off a new range of the solar auxiliary auxilia for uh the fucking Horus Heresy, which um... yeah, these are cool as shit. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you'll need them for any purpose, but they're really fucking cool.
1: No, like they are. They're very Russian looking. Like when I look at them, I think Chernobyl immediately.
0: Yeah, very like uh, kind of flat looking armor. Like very like yeah, not in like a bad way. Very just like utilitarian. Like it looks like they have like boiler yeah, plates as armor. It's so it's like, real
1: rad suit.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like very 1960s kind of look to it.
1: Uh, but the command squad, oh, that command squad is fucking good.
0: Oh, that guy with that fuck off huge power fist. That's awesome.
1: Uh, even the Vox guy. Wait, where's the fuck off huge power fist guy? I don't, I don't see the power fist guy. He might
0: actually just be the sergeant for the base. Oh squad. yeah, that's just a sergeant. But he looks cool.
1: No, the command squad squad squad. The command, command squad squirt. has uh, has just some really good good models in it. Uh, but let's be honest, the real fucking winner here is a new Lehman Russ that's <laughs> just got fucking trim on yeah, it. It's a well, Lehman Russ with trim. Lehman and Russ, and but I'm more annoying to paint. <laughs> yeah, but uh, its its front mount is in the center instead of slightly offset. Maybe it is offset. It just kind of looks centered out on it. Uh, I, I, think, I like that I one, though. because it's
0: it, still offset, but yeah, it looks really cool.
1: Look, look, it, it comes with the old Forge World um, Death World kit where it's got the engine cover on the back and the trench rails. It's got trench rails, Andrew. Yeah. Uh,
0: getting off the Lehman Rust train, we also have these elite uh, Velataris Storm sections, which i sure. Um, these guys have like fucking Volkite shotguns, it looks like. Yeah. Which is really cool. Uh, but what would you even describe that helmet as? Because it looks different from the other Solar Auxiliar guys. It doesn't have, like, the big, like, visor thing that looks like it goes up. It's just 50 like
1: a- sci-fi?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, this is, yeah, they're a lot more in line with, like, uh, like, up-armored, yeah, like, up-armored Skitari is what I was about to say. They kind of have that vibe going on. Maybe it's just because they, oh, they're, they're so close to Mars, they get better gear from them or something. I don't know. Um, but I think the big thing, other than fucking Lehman Russes with a multitude of various guns they can choose from, is the Malkador heavy tank. Which is Yeah, uh, uh, I was
1: very surprised to see a Malkador coming out in plastic. Yeah,
0: which is cool as shit. I, I doubt it'll get 40k rules, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if you ended up with seven of these.
1: No, there's Malkadors in 40k. Is they're, there? Um, yeah, they're 4 drone models. Hmm. Yeah, okay. The Malkador heavy tank is not very good, but it looks awesome.
0: You're still going to have seven of them.
1: I'm going to have probably like four. Only four. Uh, but Andrew, you also missed the greatest model the goofiest sentinel I've ever seen
0: yeah I was I was saving that one for last because I knew you would like it a lot (laughs) it's
1: so goofy
0: it's so fucking the weirdly top heavy sentinel with a shitload of guns and armor and all kinds of just bullshit on top of it
1: (laughs) it's straight out of metal slug
0: ah what is the name of this one the Athon heavy sentinel yeah las cannon and a missile launcher bank and a bunch of fucking heavy armor on it
1: uh, and then we also got the uh, Dracosin Armored Transport which is like a fucking Lehman Rush, dem- Lehman Rush Demolisher meets a Chimera it's got a fucking Demolisher can
0: I think it's built off the Malkador frame actually
1: <laughs> is it? I, guess, I don't know, maybe has got kind of, that, it's kind,
0: of, kind of got that yeah, like, longer long. back end
1: it's got dumps like a truck truck truck
0: it does have dumps like a truck truck truck
1: yeah but that thing's awesome That that's a good box um, if I didn't have a billion guard I would probably buy that box you're
0: still going to end up with it at some point in the relative near yeah. future I'm sure
1: yeah I'll pick up a box of it when it goes on sale somewhere probably
0: yeah because who plays horse heresy
1: not anybody in our local meta which means that when our local shops get them I can usually get them for a deal a year later yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> well what next for you
1: uh, well, let's stick on the uh, solar auxilia train and go with the hot rod sentinel. <laughs> did you see this thing? I sure did. It is the Hermes light sentinel. Um It's very old, old school sentinel style. It is open top. It is just it's one step above the Cawdor chicken walker for ne- necromancers. Yeah, it's,
0: it's like the Cawdor chicken walker if they had money.
1: Yeah uh i love it it's goofy as shit and i love it
0: i like i like how there's two variants there's the one that's got pads there's the one that's got no armor and the one where it's like guys this is unreasonable and they just put a couple of extra shields on the side (laughs) but still it's uh, it's, (laughs) there's still such a clear shot to his head even from the side ankle
1: (laughs) it's like a walking aegis defense line thing
0: that would actually be really cool if it was like part of the aegis defense line and if you had to move forward you like sit on it and it just pops up out of the ground (laughs) <laughs> no, nah, it's just, yeah. it's this is hilariously dumb, but in a very fun way.
1: Yeah. This thing is straight 40k. Like this fits the aesthetic perfectly of the Imperium to me.
0: I don't know what those scout walkers were called in the prequels, but it looks kind of like one of those stormtrooper scout walkers.
1: Oh, oh, um fuck.
0: That's it's the ATRT, the All-Terrain Reconnaissance Transport. It's, it's a chicken walker, but only one seat, and it it's open top for some reason. Yeah, it looks like yeah, that, it's but 40 so K. dumb. But yeah, this is a really cool model. I actually really like it a lot, yeah. especially the armored version with the extra knee pads and the, the shin guards and all that.
1: Uh, I would be willing to get these to replace my Scout Sentinels for that would my be guard.
0: It makes more sense. The Scout so, yeah. Sentinels are just like normal Sentinels, but they just took the lid off, right?
1: Yeah, basically. They took the lid off and took the. And don't have armor plates on the side.
0: These look like they might be a little shorter, though.
1: Yeah, so I use the old Sentinels as my Scout Sentinels because they're markedly lighter looking than the uh, new ones.
0: Right, yeah, yeah
1: so all right what's uh, what else you got
0: uh well um we got a really cool box set that i'll end up getting to go with that cool witch hunter set that came out for underworlds not too long ago yeah, which is did. uh callus and toll the uh, the saviors of cinderfall which is just a rad witch hunter set based on the uh, hammer and bolter cartoon where it's it's a witch hunter and a couple of mercenaries and a stormcast dude and they all look fucking awesome uh, uh Yeah. Apparently, they're also basing a book off of it. Don't care about that at all. I just want these models because we we got a witch hunter and he's got a, a pistol with a stake on it and a cool lantern, and then we got a guy with a two pistols, and then we got some chick with a grappling hook and some other oh, yeah, old Yeah, the
1: chick. main character from the Thief
0: video games. Yeah, right. Uh, Garrett, but with tits. um yeah. And then we got some old lady who could very easily just be a fucking. Rogue trader. That's just a 40k Inquisitor or Rogue Trader. Just. With a normal sword instead of a power sword, but you know, whatever.
1: Big ass cat.
0: Big ass cat. And then we got a stormcast guy who's like, "What if I put two whole skeletons on my back so they could hold the key to the city?" <laughs> and then I have a yeah. griffhound that also has a key on his back for some reason. <laughs> but no, these are all very fun models. Uh, again, as we say very frequently with these, awesome for D anD D, awesome for probably Underworlds. I don't know. I haven't played it yet. Uh, just cool models all around. Definitely going to get them.
1: The witch hunter sculpts are just the best
0: I just there's something about the oh. flowy cloak and the fucking pilgrim hat that just it just right? looks cool no matter what setting it's in he also has yeah. a key on his sword there's a key motif going on here like the guy yeah, with the two, something
1: about cinderfall
0: the guy with the two pistols has a belt buckle with a skull that just has a keyhole in it I mean there's just keys on everybody for some reason but whatever the case, uh, the goddamn the old lady rogue in, rogue trader inquisitor has a key holding it's, up her fucking hair. Oh my body. god, I didn't even notice that. Jesus <laughs> Christ, there's just keys everywhere. What does Garrett have? Uh, does she not have keys? Am I not seeing the keys on her? Is there one on her base? She uh, might be the only one. No, I don't one. see one. She might she's be the got lock
1: picks, so those count. Well, she's a thief. I mean,
0: that's sure. <laughs> You get the silver sword. So you I feel like those. carrying
1: a full-size skull on your belt is not the best stealthy thing.
0: I mean, it's it's Warhammer. You gotta have a skull on you at yeah, all times. That's true. I mean, the the Stormcast took it so seriously, he has two whole skeletons on his back. I mean...
1: got uh, a key on Only his the 40k Inquisitor does... Oh no, she has a skull on her belt buckle. Yes, they've all got a skull.
0: Y'all have to have a skull motif somewhere. You have to have a key somewhere. I'm sure there's a key on the back of the thief model that we just can't see. It's part oh, of her sure. part of her cloak.
1: Yeah. Anyway, no, it's uh, actually the third prong on the grappling hook is just a bent key. <laughs> just on the backside that we can't see. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Uh, I really love uh Johnny Two Pistols.
0: Johnny Two Pistols is a good model. It's, it's a it's,
1: good model. As with most
0: models, this is just awesome for converting into a Necromunda weirdo, an Inquisitorial weirdo, or just like. I don't know a command squad guy for like imperial guard or something like there's mm-hmm. there's a, all of the human models from age of sigmar do a really good job of being able to convert to pretty much whatever setting you want
1: yeah it's it's good it's real good
0: well, how about you what else what else tickles your fancy
1: uh well let's see we got the horus heresy dj himself <laughs> the siege breaker console this who's got a fucking nose tube. Immediately made me
0: think of that gif of Shaquille O'Neal just fucking making making riffs on his laptop. So fucking funny. (laughs)
1: Like, what the fuck? This is such a goofy goddamn
0: model. Like, the nose tube is the problem. Like, the rest of it feels pretty in line with the horse heresy he's clearly the tactical guy he's pulling up like a holographic map on his laptop but the nose tube and like the expression he just looks like he's having too much of a good time and it's very weird
1: now there is a beaky helmet option for him that's got all of the fucking islands it's much better Yeah, but it's just it's such a weird model. I feel like a hammer is not the best weapon to use when you've got a giant laptop connected to your side. But, yeah, you probably. Know. What the fuck do I
0: know? Really good paint job on that laptop, though. They did a really good job with that oh, display. Yeah. This, is, this is a very cool one. I, I kind of want it for my Iron Warriors just because of the hammer. Um, I don't uh, know what I would uh, run them as, but the laptop <laughs> is fun.
1: What, uh, what do you think of the two grenades strapped directly over the goddamn laptop? Brace? Uh.
0: It's, on his back it's the um if he dies they automatically go off so you don't have to bother trying to wipe <laughs> his hard thermite. drive yeah you don't yeah. have to wipe your hard drive if that happens <laughs> don't don't oh, let horace too... see what i've been looking up on fucking space right. oh,
1: <laughs>
0: big titty lrs
1: <laughs> god damn it
0: uh well speaking oh, what's your of next
1: one? speaking
0: of elves. Speaking a big city eldar? Uh, no, speaking of elves Aww. um we got the Don Bro Don Bringer's Shadow of the Crone book coming out, which is uh uh fucking um daughters of Cain are getting their own uh our R- Army of Renown, is that what it's called? Regiment of Renown? What do we call it in Age of Sigmar? Army of um. Renown, I think
1: yeah army of renown. which uh
0: it's the warlock guys on horses and then we got a bunch of your basic witch elves but then we get this really cool crone model who's got like these raven wings and a bunch of ravens on her fucking base and she's like weirdly gently posing on a piece of ruins this is a good one for all those foot weirdos out there cause uh feats is on display for sure Uh, she's got some early 2000s like fucking emo bangs going on where she can't see a goddamn thing Uh, but it's a really cool model it actually looks very solid very well painted she's
1: a great great D&D model for the Raven Queen for your warlock
0: yeah, actually, that would be a really good one for like Avatar of the Raven Queen. Um, a lot of yeah. raven iconography going on with this this le- latest round of releases for Age of Sigmar.
1: Birds, man, how do they work?
0: Fucking birds, They're government spies. We all know it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, very cool. Um, you know, it's it's another Army of Renown box where it's a bunch of stuff you've already seen and then one really cool model to go with it.
1: Yeah. Then uh, coming out of Necromunda, we've got Yagloth.
0: Yardalof. Who you would think would
1: be uh, a Lovecraftian thing, but he's not. He's just a uh, lock bounty hunter who can literally become Shadow. Uh, he really loves vacuum hoses. Sure does. He's got three of them on his model, and two of them are attached to his sword for some weird fucking reason.
0: It's like a psychic sword or something that's powered by sure. vacuums.
1: Yes, <laughs> his uh, psychoteric blade, which is actually really good. Um, but yeah, no, it's a good model.
0: Um, yeah, very cool. Uh, definitely yeah, leaning it's into the only your Diluc
1: model I've ever liked leaning
0: into your mall ninja aesthetic. If you, if you have a Delock gang, you can go with yeah. that guy who has the, the fucking mall katana. Uh, what is it? The, no, not the geist. I don't know. Either way. Uh, very Delock, but I think like, the, yeah, but he doesn't have the bare head and everything. So he at least stands out from the rest of your Delock guys. He's, he's pretty cool. I, I like him um let's see we did finally get the other reveal for that uh night lords uh kill team box because they showed off the really cool new night lord models um based on the basic legionnaires but for you dark eldar fans sorry jukari fans out there we are getting uh new mandrakes which are they look good really cool they did a good job with these guys they're they, they look like the other ones that were fine cast, but um, way better. I <laughs> don't really know what else to say other than they're really fucking cool.
1: Yeah. Well, and then uh, they are releasing for Old World a model that they created in 2008, which with the exception of the face, it's a pretty all right model.
0: Yeah, uh... We got boy, some, that face! Got some strong butterface vibes going on with this guy. Holy that's, shit.
1: Uh, that's a real 2008 sculpted face.
0: Oh, boy, is it. Uh, if it's resin, I would recommend snipping that off and putting a fucking helmet on him, because he is ugly as shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he comes with a, a little helmet, boy.
0: Well, that can be his backup helmet, because uh, <laughs> the little boy needs to wear it, too. He's got kind of a fucked up face as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's more the paint job than anything on that face.
0: Uh, we'll go with a solid bofum on that one.
1: Yeah, you know what they remind me of? No, the original Baldur's Gate character art. Oh, you're you like not picked...
0: wrong? Are
1: <laughs> you the fucking portrait of your dude?
0: Oh, yeah,
1: you're not wrong.
0: Yes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh. i
1: scrolled quickly past it. i was like oh fuck that's what that looks like oh. the the picture where it's like zoomed in on him holding the sword
0: you must gather your models before venturing forth <laughs> oh no
1: you have been waylaid on your journey
0: oh those look terrible yeah uh now the actual like body is really cool but uh mm-hmm. the face is just so fucking goofy on those i don't know how they okayed that yeah. oh, holy shit
1: uh well great yeah um, 15 years ago
0: yeah 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 there's you could tell they were sculpted in 2008 um on the old world train uh they showed off that they're doing a big battalion box for orc and goblin tribes which was unexpected yeah
1: that was cool
0: yeah so uh that one's coming with your basic orc boys a shitload of goblins and a couple of chariots but uh they also showed off two actually new models um they are doing the orc shaman ogdra's swamp digga which is a very cool model. Uh, He's a shaman that has a river troll like skin as a hood and he's got a little goblin stir in a pot because everybody loves a pot goblin. Um, And then we also are getting a new black orc war boss, which is just a really fucking cool orc model um they're doing re-releases of a significant portion of the orc and goblin range from back in the day so bow orcs or era boys sorry uh your basic orcs black orcs the boar riders the chariot riders um yeah basic black orcs like i said they're doing the uh banner bearer all that stuff uh they're re-releasing in resin the orc and goblin uh command squads with the big banners um, they're doing the river troll hag again, which I have that model and it's fucking great. Uh, they're doing the orc war boss on wyvern, which is great. You get in the, uh, goblin catapults, uh, and they're doing a re-release of all of the old troll sculpts, which, you know, I don't know if I'm going to do an orc and goblin army, but I'm definitely getting some of those fucking trolls and I'm going to magnetize their bases so they can be on squares. And then I can magnetize them onto the round ones for age of Sigmar. Cause I want to use those cause those are fucking great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> love the old troll models they are so fucking goofy so
0: hilariously goofy i love them so much let's see here's the list the real green tide is returning in metal we're getting goblin bosses wolf rider bosses bolt throwers doom divers uh wolf chariots orc shamans orc biggins biggin command squad snotling swarm snotling pump wagons common trolls and classic ogres and apparently they're going to do the marauder giant for made to order, which holy shit, my wallet is crying at the thought of this.
1: <laughs> ah, it's so cool. Speaking of a uh, wallet crying, I did a thing, Andrew. What did you do, Tony? Well, you know that game we love, uh, The Song of Ice and Fire Manager's game by Cool or Not?
0: Oh, did you do that thing that you said you weren't going to do, but you did anyway?
1: I did not said I I'd never said I wasn't going to do it. I asked somebody to talk me out of it, and only one person tried, and it was Ben, and it was half-hard, and he was like, well, I'll buy it.
0: Well, because none of us wanted to talk you out of it, because we all want to do it.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so... Cool Minis or Not is releasing a new game that will come out next February called A Song of Ice and Fire Tactics by Cool Minis or Not. Yeah. I was really hoping it would be A Song of Ice and Fire Miniatures game Tactics by Cool Minis or Not. You know, another word, but unfortunately. Just to really fuck but, with our goof. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's Shatterpoint. It's fucking Game of Thrones Shatterpoint from what I can understand. But I backed the $260 one because it comes with... What will be the largest model I will own. And it comes with the uh the Drogon, Drogon? I think yeah. it's the Dragon um terrain piece that they revealed at uh whatever that show was earlier last year that is fucking massive. It's it's like, like Warlord Titans. Yeah,
0: it's like three feet tall. Like it is a monstrous miniature.
1: So for that that 260, I get the core game. Um, both of its expansions some of the 3D terrain and that which is a steal considering the core game is 80 and each of the expansions are 60
0: well and Just the Dragon is 180 which yeah, is still Just the Dragon way less than I would expect for a model that big yeah
1: it's oh my god it's crazy uh, and I cannot for the life of me remember because it's it's not on Kickstarter Uh,
0: Game something. Game Found. Game Found. It is on Game Found, not Kickstarter.
1: Yes, Game Found. Uh, And it has 11 days left on it. It got its $300,000 goal in an hour and 45 minutes.
0: No shit, because, man, they are showing off some of the models that are coming with it. And,
1: oh, Oh, they look
0: It's it's Battle of the Trident, so it's like just before actual Game of Thrones by like 12 years or something. So you get so on top of the awesome dragon and all the other stuff we've already said, you get young Eddard Stark, you get uh, Barristan Selmy before he was a super old man, so I think he's only like 60 at this point Uh, you get mounted and unmounted Robert Baratheon and Rhaegar Targaryen, which look fucking awesome Uh, you get Roose Bolton and his creepy fucking face helmet uh, and unhelmeted options Uh, you get just so many different models for all of the various Armies. They just look fucking great. These are awesome skulls. You also
1: get a uh, John Connington, you know, the guy who was not in the movie or in the show at all, even though he should have been.
0: Even though he's like one of the most important characters in the later books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Lewin
1: Martell, another one like that.
0: Lynn Corbrey. Yeah, Lynn
1: Corbray, another one like that. Like it's Jonathan Perry,
0: fucking, fucking Miles Mooton. Like it's a ton of characters that mean nothing if you've watched the show, but are really yeah. important in the book. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you get John Aaron. um, You get a lot. You get Jason Malister of Seagar. Like, there's a lot
0: fucking Dennis aaron uh, jason master like I said young eddard stark uh yeah just just characters upon characters upon characters from from the battle of the trident specifically but they also showed off models of uh jamie lannister the hound Tyrion, uh, uh Arya stark like uh they're just doing yeah most yeah because
1: there's there's three sets there's the battle of the trident yeah um there is the battle beneath the wall Which is Mag the Mighty and um, Jon Snow, and they're fighting each other. Uh, And then, you know, there are sort of things. And then the Riverland Skirmish, which is Lannister and Targaryens. Uh, The Dragon Andrew, uh, I saw the size on it, it is 31 inches tall. Goddamn.
0: So just under three feet.
1: Just under three feet.
0: Well, it's a good thing I can't currently afford to kickstart this because I don't know where the fuck I would put that. I would like—I don't, I don't know. know
1: where I'm going to put it either, but I'm getting to some bitch.
0: Paint it and in encase it in a block of resin so you can make it into a fucking coffee table or something. I don't know.
1: So looking at it, I don't know if it's a kit you build or it might, if it just comes like this. If it's just a chunk of resin. Shipping on this is going to be a nightmare when it's fa- when it's sent. Oh, almost for certain. It's probably gonna be like a hundred bucks to ship this fucker. Yeah.
0: I'm okay with that. It's gorgeous, man. I mean, even for three hundred and sixty, that's still cheaper than I would expect just the dragon to be on top of all the mm-hmm. board game shit you're gonna get with it.
1: Yeah, and all of these characters are also useful usable in a song of ice and fire miniatures game by Cool Minis or not. So. And
0: I like I like that overlap. I'm glad they thought to have yeah. that in mind with scale and all that that would be really fucking annoying if they did this and then ended up being, like, just slightly different scale. Ooh, they have a special model for Oh, there's steer. still a whole
1: bunch of... Oh, man. So, you're also getting all the stretch goals. goals. So, the stretch goals so far, and there's still 15 days of them, uh, are Steer, the Magnar of Thin, uh, 3D-printed tables, a four-player scenario book, a limited Jon Snow, a limited Veteran of the Watch... An entire expansion that's the beneath the wall, uh, a couple of different terrain things, and the most recent one that was unlocked is a Mag the Mighty, which is it looks a good, Andrew. It looks good solid sculpt for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Jon Snow sculpt that much. Yeah, his face is a little wonky. Uh, also, all of the text on that card is upside down on that picture. Is it?
0: Yes, it is. I wonder who okayed that one. Oh, it's like... No, it's like that on all of them. I wonder... Oh, it could be like a flip card thing? Because some of the pictures yeah. have it the other way. Yeah. Interesting. Ooh, day two. Uh, but special no, four-player scenario.
1: Yeah, that was... I said that.
0: Oh, man yeah really excited to give this a try because uh, you said Shatterpoint's really fun but uh, here's the thing I don't give a fuck about the prequels or the sequels I only yeah. like OG Star Wars at this point so uh, OG
1: Star Wars stuff's coming out uh, but with the this the next wave of stuff releases in four days
0: but with this I don't gotta worry about that I could just play a Song of Ice and Fire Miniatures game by Cool Minis or Not
1: Tactics
0: and not have to buy tons of new no models. no 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 no,
1: no. It's just A Song of Ice and Fire and Miniatures Games Tactics by Cool Minis or Not.
0: Oh, okay, my apologies. So I could do that and not have to buy a shitload of new models and, you know, subject myself to the current direct that is Star Wars.
1: God, I can't wait for this dragon.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really fucking cool.
1: Well, by the time it comes out, hopefully I'll be better with my airbrush. That's, you know, that will help a lot with a model that big. I just want to play D&D and run this motherfucker. God, that,
0: that's a good standard for like a Tia mod or something where it's like, all right, this takes up the whole table. Good luck.
1: You know, Andrew, we should just change the motto of our podcast to every model is a DD and d model.
0: Because <laughs> we say it a lot. I mean, it's a dragon. That at least makes sense. Yeah. You know, the dungeons uh, uh, and dragons.
1: That's fair. Is there uh, any other releases on the horizon or kickstarters or anything that have tickled your fancy recently?
0: Well, uh, they did finally announce the new uh, US Open stuff for Warhammer. They did. Which uh, most of them are currently staying in places that they had previously been. So that's that's nice at least. So we're getting um, Dallas, Tacoma, Tampa Bay, and Atlanta again. Yep. Which uh, Atlanta yes, is... Sir. $300 a ticket still? Because that's the, like the
1: finals well, or whatever. Yeah, but it's it's for the the grand narrative, which is a three-day event with all the bells and whistles. Yeah. So the first one is in Dallas, uh, the 16th and 19th of May. Then you have Tacoma, not Seattle, Tacoma. They learned their lesson. Yeah. Uh, the 19th to 21st of July. Then Tampa, the 11th to 13th of October and then atlanta is at the end of november again right before fucking thanksgiving
0: yeah that's a interesting choice because nobody wants to travel more than they do right before they're traveling to visit family All Right, but maybe it's their way to you know hey i'm traveling across the country to hang out with family i'm gonna do this first god damn
1: it exactly
0: Uh, But I guess that's a good time for me to transition into some fun life stuff happening for me. So uh, fucking Dice Like Ice is going across the goddamn country because I'm moving to the Seattle area soon. Uh, Very good chance I will go to this Tacoma Open because I I accepted a job in the Seattle area and I will be moving there at the beginning of March unless there's some drastic shit that happens. So uh, that'll be interesting and strange. So we'll have to open the Dice Like Ice West Coast chapter. So that'll, that'll be f- fucking weird. But hey, here we are.
1: Well, you know, I talked about uh, trying to go to another Open. So depending on what my schedule looks like uh, this time of year, I might just call you up uh, on the 12th of July and go, Andrew, what are you doing next weekend, fucker? <laughs> Going to the Tacoma Open, obviously. <laughs> so, uh, you know. It'll be my first time flying with models if I do that, so that'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, you'll have to do some research on good cases that can be used for carry-ons. I hear KR is good for that. Well, luckily,
1: I've got one because I was a fucking supernova guy last year.
0: Whoa, hey, The KR
1: Backpack 2 is meant for carry-on.
0: Synchronicity. Also, I totally totally did not mean to get a beer out of Seattle, Washington. That just was a happy coincidence. I just picked one. I picked this one because it has a picture of a dragon on it.
1: Which could be a D and D model.
0: Which could be a and D model if you really want it to be.
1: But yeah. Oh yeah. So, so yeah. Those are the opens coming up. Um, I'm honestly kind of surprised where they're located. So you have LVO in California, and then you have Adepticon in Chicago.
0: No, you have LVO in Las Vegas.
1: What did I say, California? sure did. (laughs) I'm sorry, dude. I'm through a nine and a half percent beer and some Dayquil. Give me a break. I have my mouth over Nevada, too. It's still
0: sitting there. So you have LVO in Canada.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got LVO in Canada. You got Adepticon in the Caribbean. So you got Adepticon in Chicago. And then you've got Nova in Virginia, D.C. area. There's not really shit in the Midwest.
0: Why would there be? It's the Midwest true like uh well did they do missouri last year not that i'm aware of
1: they had missouri one year
0: well i don't i don't know if anybody who's like hey let's go to missouri to play warhammer what are we gonna do while we're there i guess play warhammer and nothing else it's missouri
1: andrew what do we do what did we do we we went to new orleans and we walked downtown and got food twice
0: yeah you can't do that in missouri it's It's missouri they don't have culture tony
1: (laughs) sure they do it's just not culture we want to be part of. you're not
0: getting fucking gumbo when you go to missouri
1: I didn't get gumbo in New Orleans. Yeah, but it's you not know, even an Chelsea option there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got a po' boy and you ain't getting that shit in Missouri.
1: That's fair. No, but we did get our Cajun Dias and those motherfuckers.
0: Yeah, that was an, a food abomination and by God, I ate the hell out of it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm it okay with it. Delicious Cajun seasoning in a quesadilla. That's the way to do it if you're going to be dumb. But yeah. Oh man, so... <laughs> I think, I yeah, think Chicago that's, that's is probably serious. covering the quote Midwest because that's an actual place yeah. of like culture and a, a travel hub. Yeah,
1: that's true. Uh, so wanted to talk a little bit, you know, in the past episode when we talked about our hobby goal or our, our gaming goals for the year, we talked about playing more non-GW games. So just want to kind of briefly touch on what a few of those games are, what their draw for us is, and kind of any hesitations we might have trying them out so andrew i know you've played a lot of one of them what's one that you want to play some more of this year
0: well we've talked about it several times before but Frostgrave is always an excellent choice because um, miniature is agnostic the rules are free online uh you mainly just need terrain and some miniatures that fit the same scale and you can just kind of go ham with that so i'm always down to play more of that um in the same vein star grave same thing but sci-fi haven't played any of that yet so uh I'm definitely happy to give more of that a go. It seems like a very fun system from the few times I have played it, and I want to do more.
1: Yeah, And then in that same vein, there's another system called Rangers of Shadow Deep. So Stargrave and Frostgrave are both semi-competitive. Uh, Rangers of Shadow Deep is entirely cooperative. But what's cool about all those systems is you pick a campaign pack and you work your way through it. So you can play any of them solo or with multiple people. My biggest hesitation on those, though, is since it is a D20 system, it is a... Like, there's no minimum competency, really. Like, you could be on fire, or you have the same chance to be just absolute trash. Yeah. Like I, I don't like that there's not a curve on the dice.
0: Well, and there's definitely been times, too, where it's like, I rolled a 19, I rolled a 20. Well, because I rolled a 20, I'm doing, like, 10 damage to you, and it's like, oh... Cool, yeah. I guess I die. Even though I rolled a 19 for my defense? Yeah, fuck. So, yeah, the, the yeah. 20 does lead to some pretty big stuff where it's like, I feel like I should be doing better than I am. And I have definitely noticed that several times in Frostgrave. Oh. Which is a shame, because it's a very fun game. That's been, like, my only complaint with it so far.
1: Yeah, the The D20 system, if it was just... If instead of, like, a D20, it was 3D6. Yeah, something
0: like that. Where you have a bell
1: curve in the middle. Make it more Which, in-line. I know, 3D6 doesn't add up to 20, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but... Or even 2D10, where you you have that that bell curve.
0: Yeah, tweak the number to where it fits a little bit better.
1: Yeah. Um, But no, those are fantastic games, uh, and they can also be played on a 3x3, which is also really
0: nice. Yes, you don't have to take up the entire living room to play your game like you do with uh, Warhammer 40k or something.
1: Yeah, or Sigmar or anything like that. Yeah. So one of the ones that I want to try to play a little bit more of is actually Battletech. So... Battletech's a fantastic game. You've heard me talk about it on the show a couple of times. Uh, It's big robots, but it's very, very crunchy, which I know is a big turnoff to a lot of people. It is a lot of tracking you have to do. You have to track ammo, you have to track heat, you have to track movement, you have to track armor and structure. I like that. I like how granular it is, because you're usually only tracking for three or four things. Uh, My favorite way to play it is Solaris because it's arena fighting, so it's usually one-on-one or 2v2, so you're just worrying about one mech, and it's just fun, small-scale. It's all done on a hex map, you don't have to worry about people being like, oh, I'm nudging forward a little bit, measuring front-to-back on bases, things like that. Uh, You don't have to worry about that much in gaming anymore anyway, but this really reduces the ability to do something like that. Yeah, uh, there's also Alpha Strike, which is more of your 40k style BattleTech, uh, where it's not as granular, and you're playing with larger forces. So instead of three to four mechs, you might have eight to twelve mechs on a side. But that takes space. The normal BattleTech uh, Solaris literally takes like it's like a two by two sheet. Um, a normal mat is like 3 by 4 or 3 by 5 and then Alpha Strike you're looking at 6 by 4 on some games you know, so it takes a lot more space but the miniatures are already built and they're very easy to paint they are very cool
0: miniatures I just, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, hesitant to get into yet another game system but, uh, yeah, you know if it actually sticks around and people actually want to play it I'm not against the idea
1: well, it's been around since the '80s, so I don't think it's going. Anywhere. When I
0: say actually sticks around, what I more mean is uh, our local group is very bad about being like, "Man, this game system is really cool." Everybody buys in for a month and then we don't play it again.
1: Yeah, I don't know who does that. Yeah, I've I don't know who, who does that.
0: Once. Don't know who does that at all. Speaking of I games, sci- that we- I
1: always cycle back to them.
0: Speaking of games that we've, a few of us got into for like a month, uh, one that I am actually interested in because the models are awesome is Moonstone, which I have no fucking clue how to play this game. I've not looked up how to play it at all, but all of the models are very Jim Henson Labyrinth, and I really like the look of them. Very whimsical and fun. Plus, they got giants, trolls, and goblins, so that's really all I need to be interested in the game. Um,
1: I just want the goblin balloon.
0: There's a goblin balloon. There's a troll that has a goblin on his shoulders with a cannon. There's a two-headed Etten. There's a giant that's just... He he looks kind of like... oh fuck I forget the character's name uh, whatever the, the big friendly giant guy is that they hang out with in Labyrinth with like the buffalo horns and all that uh, oh, yeah yeah. Uh, the goblins are fun because they mix pretty wildly between like this one's kind of whimsical and looks like a fairy this one looks like a plague doctor this one's riding on a fucking pug as his mount uh, the, one has a giant mushroom on his back which fits in perfectly with my gits there's pirate goblins you know they're they're all over the place and I really like the models and they did a fantastic job on the paint scheme for them too so uh uh, even if the game sucks, which I hear it's actually very good, uh, I would be interested in picking up some of these models at the very least. And they have See, some it's really... What? It's
1: uh, Elias and David in our group that have been playing that, right?
0: Yeah, and I don't think they played it for like five months or something, but
1: uh, <laughs> very Fair cool enough.
0: models. But they have some really cool humans that would actually probably make for some really good uh, Cities of Sigmar conversions. I, I don't know what the scale of them is. That is also a
1: problem, yes. Yeah, you have like a... Sir, it literally has like peacock feathers and stuff? No, they're they're great models. There's a lot more models than the last time I looked at this. Yeah, they have a cultist
0: squad now, which has a bunch of witches and stuff. But there's also like some random druids who are a part of that squad. Uh, you got like a fawn's army if you want to really lean into like the more fairy side of things. Um, they have no like
1: dwarves.
0: Yeah, I guess the gnomes are probably filling in that slot, and maybe dwarves are coming. Who knows? Um, yeah, a couple of different types of humans. You have, uh, what is it? The Dominion humans versus the Commonwealth humans, which both yeah, the,
1: have. Yeah, the, the Dominion humans are, there's like a revenant, there's the beast from Beauty and the Beast, there's a bunch of pirates, there's a powder monkey.
0: Yeah, they definitely, kind of feels like, uh, if there's like a fantasy aesthetic that you're into, they have it, as long as it has a dash of whimsy to it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a super whimsical game. It does look like it'd be fun. I would probably do the goblins, because I really like their style. And I'd Especially probably do... the little pirate goblins. Probably do
0: Trolls and Giants, because, you know, I'm me. Yeah,
1: no, not you. Trolls and Giants? Yeah, who'd have thought? Wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Oh my god, the gnomes are pretty good, though
0: yeah there's some there's just really there's no bad models in that they're all i'm gonna stop cool. looking at this because yeah. it's
1: gonna get me in trouble that's
0: no, one i'll have to look into uh after i've moved across the continent and uh have rebuilt funds
1: yeah um then you know i've played a couple of games of this this year already and i'm really liking it so far and that Shatterpoint. it's very very quick easy to learn star wars i mean I'm i'm a nerd i love star wars I love the look of these models. It's a fun game. It's very balanced. The thing that I find the best about this game system is it is a tug-of-war mechanic to win. So instead of us both scoring points independently, and at the end of the game, whoever has the points wins, or first at this many points wins, it's a track that is um, 1 through 9 on each side and a 0 in the middle. And as you score points, you're pulling that um, token back and forth. And as you do other things in the game, you gain momentum points, which block out parts of your track. So like in the game I played against um, David, it was literally where it was like, you know, I needed to get to two on my side. He needed to get to four on his side and we're pulling it back and forth there. So it shrinks down the area you're pulling it. So it, it's a really interesting thing to, like, visualize, but it makes a lot of sense when you do it. Okay. But the one of the, the weird things about it, though, is there's not a lot of stuff out for it yet. Uh, but they've released Padme Amidala and her handmaidens, so that's kind of bizarre. Of Like, oh, yeah, here's here's my Jedi and my Sith and Padme.
0: <laughs> and this lady who's here, too, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they are releasing more stuff for it. It is a new game. came out, I believe, in July. So, it's by the same people who do Legion and X-Wing and all that. So, it's it's got, you know, the ability to be one of those games that's around for a long time. There's a lot of the different Star Wars IP they can open it up with. They've talked about Old Republic. They've got all the trilogies. They've got all the TV shows, the Clone Wars cartoons, all of that stuff. So, there's an infinite amount of space they can expand into with
0: OG star Wars and and old Republic. That's, that is the way to get me maybe interested.
1: But then you run the risk of it being like some of the problems we have with GW where it becomes so many things. It's very hard to balance them
0: all. Yeah. That's
1: my fear with that game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a, what could only be described as a lot of shit in Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just depends how many models they feel like producing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Any other well there's a lot of uh oh, like
0: miniature heavy board games that i'm very interested in there are so like uh there's apparently uh a dark souls board game that's supposed to be pretty solid and they're doing um, a new update of it called the sunless city which is supposed to be like a really big core set that uh launches with a lot of the rules and miniatures from previous editions of it that's actually coming out in four days as of recording um that looks like it's a lot of fun uh similar vein they have a bloodborne box set for a board game Mm. which uh
1: Uh, i think somebody in the group has that
0: well there's some rad goddamn models in it and you know even if the game is just okay i just want those models they're so cool (laughs) um yeah same thing with uh the the fallout game by modiphius entertainment um yeah that's
1: coming out soon isn't it
0: well, it's already out. I mean, there's a shitload of models that are out for it already. Um, I have Frank Horrigan on my desk. He was one of my between. Oh, that's right. He's one of my between projects, uh, painting projects, because it's just a really cool model. I don't know if the game's any good, but, you know, an excuse for me to get more fucking protectrons and super mutants and enclave soldiers and shit like that. I'm pretty okay with that as a non-GW project to work on at some point. And if the game is fun, hey, even better. So yeah
1: well the two player starts at as 80 bucks on Amazon
0: hmm dangerous 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 yeah right thankfully I don't care about any of the vault dweller stuff near as much so I can just get the fun robots and mutants and that's that's all I need to be content
1: well, I guess we're not gonna split that box because I give zero fucks about the vault dwellers as well.
0: Yeah, they're a little boring. I Look mean, at I, us
1: dodging a purchase. Eh,
0: Brotherhood of Steel's kind of okay, but you know, they're they're kind of the, the vanilla of the setting. It's good but not yeah. not terribly interesting.
1: Yeah. There there's a lot of really good miniature games out there. Yep. Um you've got kingdom death is another huge one that has taken the world not taken the world by storm it's been around for a while but people who are into kingdom death are fucking into kingdom death
0: what if dark souls but also titties I guess yeah and a lot of weird baby
1: head imagery yeah there's a lot of weird babies
0: yeah it's uh I've heard nothing but good things about it we have several people in our local group who play it and love it but it's just every time I look at the models I'm like what is this fucking game
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. Uh, then you've got your other... I hesitate to call them GW competitors, because they're not really. But you've got War Machine and Hordes. They've been around for a while. It's another... It's supposed to be a very good competitive game. I have zero interest in it. I hate the models. I think the models are goofy as fuck. Oh yeah,
0: War Machine looks terrible. I, that's the main reason I've not tried it at all, is because I hate all of the models for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, then you've got Infinity, which, it's again, it's supposed to be a really good rule set, but the models just don't do it for me. Which is a shame, because it's supposed to be a really good game.
0: Yeah. Uh, I've no idea how it plays, but Malifaux actually does have some models I do like. Uh, not enough to really... You'll
1: like them until you try and build one.
0: Well, there you go. That's enough to say no for me, then.
1: <laughs> uh, Phil used to play Malifaux a lot, and me and my buddy Will, uh, not the Will that did the song, but another friend of my name, Will him and I picked up one of the boxes of Malifaux and we went to build it and I was like mm, nope I got two big hands to fucking build this tiny shit it's like hands on wrists sort of assembly
0: yeah that's the only thing that's worse is fingers on hands assembly mm-hmm. All right. uh,
1: you've got Marvel Crisis Protocol
0: which uh, I might be more interested in if I wasn't just super burned out on the Marvel properties at the moment
1: yeah uh, they've released more X-Men stuff so that makes that game a lot more tempting to me
0: that is something yeah uh, uh, you've got
1: fun quest while
0: we're talking about this I'm looking through king oh, yes. of death models and it's just it's a bunch of pinup shit like it's all just like you know yeah, it's weird. big titty chicks I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I, I click on miniatures and I'm like alright let's see if there's you know monsters or something and nah, it's mostly just chicks with huge tits is that why people play this game they're all just a bunch of fucking
1: Matt Phil is this why you guys play this game
0: I mean there is the pinup there's a bunch of like pinup dudes too so you know whatever floats your boat they got models for it I'm gonna I'm gonna link you a picture of this one because it's really silly the um for those of you that want to google it uh what the fuck was it called copy in the image that was the uh nightmare ram armor (laughs) So there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of pinup stuff. What the fuck? Yeah. There's a chick that's covered in honey. What the fuck is this <laughs> game? Because <laughs> I've seen a bunch of weird monsters and stuff. I'm not finding any of it on their website. Oh, here we go. I found the monster section. Okay. It's not just titties. There's actual <laughs> stuff.
1: Oh, that's great.
0: Anyway, continue with other game systems while I look at stuff yeah. that's not boobs. <laughs>
1: Uh, So you've got, like, Conquest, which is a skirmish game by Parabellum Games, which I think is the same people who do Infinity, but don't quote me on that. Um, And then, of course, you know, you break into a billion different historical games from fucking Team Yankee to Bolt Action to, uh, uh, what, Shot and Shell or something, and then, like, the Pikeman games, Black Powder. There's a million different games those are interesting to me but I probably will never play those because it will be very hard for me to get a second person into them unless it's Barfoot hey Barfoot what Napoleonic are we going to pick up next
0: yeah I don't give a fuck about Napoleonics. I might be tempted yeah we'll probably
1: do Bolt Action I bet I can get Barfoot to play Bolt Action
0: I I might be tempted to play Bolt Action with my dad because he's a big history buff especially for World War 2 but otherwise I don't care
1: I bet I can get foot into it.
0: Man, I really feel like Kantara Mira should have been getting some fucking paychecks from this. This has got some berserk uh, energy to it. All right, <laughs> but um, I guess this is.
1: Yeah, there's one game that we both want to play more of that you. I figured you would talk about, but you just glazed right past it, Andrew.
0: What was that? I've had an eight percent beer.
1: I've had a nine. Tall boy uh no the, a song of ice and fire ministers game by coolmanes or not it's what? the greatest non-gw game
0: i thought that went without saying because we talked about it earlier well, that's but fair. but yeah yeah no, it's great very very interested to play more of that to the point where uh even though i still need to paint my free folk i kind of want to get a second army just to teach people the game so either mm-hmm. uh Greyjoys or baratheons probably or um, um boltons not baratheons uh so yeah it's it's really fun and it's very clean good system um even if you're explaining rules to people or having to look them up for the first time in a long time, it, it took us, what, like an hour to play the whole game? Like, it was nothing.
1: Yeah, and yeah, i mean even even if it takes a while with a lot of stuff it's an hour and a half game
0: yeah no if we wanted to because you know when we did our, our game night a couple weeks ago to play that game everybody else was still playing 40k on like round two mm-hmm. by the time we were done we probably we could have
1: played two games yeah we
0: could have easily played two maybe even three depending on how the dice were rolling so yeah it's mm-hmm. it's really good low miniatures requirement like you could if you look up some builds online you could just buy like between uh two and four boxes depending on what army you're taking and what starter sets they I have. I mean I
1: recommend getting the start set that Yeah
0: start sets a really good place to start because then you get the dice, you get the rule book, all that stuff. But yeah, you get the uh,
1: dice, the rule book and it's it's a forty point force for motion.
0: Yeah. So that's a built in army right there. And then if you wanted to expand it a little bit, some armies starter sets not very good. Some are great. So you know, just do some research ahead of time if that's what you're interested in. But yeah, you could you could legitimately start that game for like eighty dollars and never have to buy another model if you really don't care.
1: A moose is chasing something in his sleep. It's hilarious.
0: Good. Get that thing, you moose. Yeah,
1: one eye half open and all four of his legs are running. Wonderful. My body. Um yeah, it's it's a I would argue it's probably the best rank and flank game out there right now.
0: Uh it's still the only rank and flank game I've ever played, but it's a good one to start on from my impressions.
1: No, it's it's a great game. Um and one of the draws on it. It's a great new player game because I believe it is the only one we have talked about, where you do not have to build the minis.
0: Yes, they all come preassembled. A couple of the arms mm-hmm. pop off on occasion, but that's just a dab of super glue, and you're good to go. Don't have to paint them because mm-hmm. all the plastic is colored, so you know ahead of time where it's like, oh, the Free Folk are kind of like a off whitey color. The Greyjoys are kind of an off green, like it's it's.
1: Yeah, the it's Lannisters f- are yellow. The or sorry, the Lannisters are red. The Baratheons are yellow. The neutrals are brown so even if even if the boltons are pink
0: even if you and your local scene are not big into the hobby aspect you it's it's got that kind of board game texture to it where you're like all right this is my models this is your models it's very obvious to tell whose is whose. away we go
1: out of all the games we talked about that were non-gw games that's the one i would recommend the most to people oh yeah definitely like it's it's just a solid game um uh, maybe in a couple of episodes we'll do a deeper dive into it and talk a little bit more about the factions and stuff after you, you know, get settled in across, <laughs> yeah. uh, across country.
0: Can't say across the pond, but, yeah. it's it's, it's across, Can't say across the pond. It's across the pond of the Midwest. <laughs> the part of the country we don't want to live.
1: <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah. Jesus. Are there any other miniature games you're... Uh told me the idea of Andrew uh no that seems like a pretty
0: good bit uh looking at the size of these fucking Dark Souls boxes I don't think I'd need to get too many miniatures for a while after that on top of my (laughs) games workshop collection
1: yeah uh are you gonna did you order Usher on today
0: no god no I'm moving across the country I am on a uh hobby spending hiatus for a while (laughs)
1: Well, you got 13 days to come up with 260 spare dollars.
0: I mean, I got $260. I could do it, but, you know, I might need that for, like, living. So uh, probably, unfortunately, just going to miss this Kickstarter. It's fine.
1: Oh, man. So, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be our episode for the week. Uh, Andrew, what kind of advice you got?
0: Uh, Don't spend money you don't got, or it needs to go somewhere
1: else. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not going to back that one because I buy dumb shit.
0: Make sure your bills and needs are met and then
1: maybe you can spend money on dumb things. Yeah. There you go. That, that is, that fiscal, is good advice. You know? fiscal responsibility, y'all fiscal responsibility is good, but also self care is good as well. That too. You, you got to actually have a life worth living to live the life. You it know? Is, it like, is
0: nice to do- buy yourself little treats. Uh, unfortunately, I've done enough of that to where I have a thing called a backlog.
1: So yeah. 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 <laughs> Buy little treats, don't buy $260 dragon ever to get to
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Don't be like me with the Warhound. Oh, Though, I'm making progress. Making
0: progress, we'll eventually have it built and making painted. Making
1: progress. Oh my god, Andrew, we didn't run plugs. Oh,
0: hey, plugs, yeah, um fucking check us out we on like social... half
1: ran plugs off and on through the episode
0: check us out on social medias uh, realistically the only one we check at this point is Instagram, Instagram. I'm uh, the brush goblin he's mediocre mediators painter underscores blah 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 uh, we have a gmail Dice like Ice Podcast at gmail.com that's the one you want to get to if you want to actually get to us uh, we have a Facebook and a Twitter fuck both those sites they, they exist if you really yeah. want to shout into the void though uh elon musk is a jackass um yeah that's pretty much it really patreon give us money tony's gonna put up his <laughs> warhound feet bath video pretty soon so you know there's content finally soon there's
1: gonna be content uh also we still have our promo code at baron of dice icy dice for five percent off your order
0: yes indeed he's had some uh,
1: new there's sets so he's come got out. some some new dice up there as well that are pretty good
0: yep always a good 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 buy for those those are very solid dice all around
1: they really are. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, we have an interview with him uh, a couple episodes ago. Uh, his new ones that I really like are the Hobbit dice. They're a pipe. Oh, I
0: haven't seen those yet.
1: Yeah, they're good. And he's got some uh, some new Necron dice. They're like translucent. That are real
0: good. Did he uh, Did he have to remove all of the verboten ones where he got the, uh, the cease and desist? Did those finally leave?
1: He did get a cease and desist on some of them. So some of the designs were gone.
0: Unfortunately. Um,
1: but he's developed some new ones as well.
0: Oh, I do like those. Oh, but
1: speaking of conquest, he is an official conquest dice Fender. Ooh, very nice. So, listeners, if you uh, if you play conquest,
0: I do like those pipe dice.
1: They're real good, right?
0: And it's fun to say pipe dice.
1: Pipe dice. Pipe
0: dice. Either way, that's the end of the episode.
1: Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's the end of the episode. Uh, once again, guys, thank you all for listening and putting up with me and Andrew. Uh, I'm gonna. Let's try and get at least one more episode out before he moves, possibly two.
0: Uh, I will still have the same mic and computer, barring any uh, shipping snafus, so it'll all sound the same. We'll just have a slight difference in time, but my schedule is going to be early enough in the morning that we're kind of going to kind of end up recording at the exact same time, so it should be totally fine. Totally fine once I once I get there and I get settled, so all's good. Because uh,
1: it's, it's end of March, right?
0: No, beginning of March
1: beginning of march we'll get at least one more i'm shooting for two before you get out there though
0: yeah um then hey we could
1: do an episode on moving your shit across the country
0: yeah yeah that'll be a fun one um yeah and uh only real thing i'm gonna miss from the area is my gaming group so you know says a lot about we uh,
1: are going to miss you too
0: says a lot about how good the gaming group is and how tired i am of this town
1: (laughs) fair enough man all right guys well thank you all for listening Uh, and remember you heard it here first. Fiscal responsibility, but also treat yourself. And also look
0: for jobs. Sometimes something good's out there.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Don't be afraid to change to better yourself.
0: Or have a cat screaming in the background. Jesus Christ, Bosco. We're almost done. All right.
1: Well, the moose has woken up and he's now staring at me. All
0: right. The pets are calling. We should leave.
1: Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good night. Good night. You got you gotta do your bye. You didn't do your bye. Bye. There it is, alright! Dice like guys must be nice
0: to play some games with your friends Necromunda makes you wonder how friendships end so flip that table if you're able and consult your charts and (laughs) graphs. So let's have some fun and get it done or you can kiss my ass.
1: Thank you once again for listening. You can always contact us at DiceLikeIcePodcast at gmail.com or find us on our Facebook or Instagram also under DiceLikeIcePodcast. We would also like to give a big shout out to William James for our outro music, and Scarlet Saturn for letting us use their music at the intro to our show.